بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أما بعد Respected elders Dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Every single morning, whether we see it or not, the sun comes out. Days when it is cloudy, of course, we don't see the sun. But we know that the sun has come out. Every single morning, people wake up. Most days, they go to school. Of course, today, Many of my young friends are not in school or they go to work. Every morning in practically every large city or most mornings, there are traffic jams, school buses are out. In Ottawa nowadays, we have LRT problems. Stores are open, planes take off, people travel, planes land. So there's all this activity that takes place in the world. There is going to be one day, there is going to be one morning when the sun will come out as it always does. And people will wake up as they do every morning, except you. The sun will come out, the world will continue to function. People will be up having their coffee, lining up at Tim Hortons, going to work, going to school, but you won't. For every single one of us, every single one of us, man, woman, young or old, that day is bound to come. It is 100% guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. There is no prediction in this world that is guaranteed. No one can say with certainty what is going to happen tomorrow or what is going to happen in anything, whether it's sports or entertainment or geopolitics or the weather or anything else. There are no guarantees except for this, that there will be one morning that is going to go on without you and without me. But until then, until then, every single morning, every single morning when your alarm goes off, when your parents are waking you up for school, when your husband, your wife wakes you up, every single morning, every single day, and every single hour is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now if it doesn't feel like it, you're listening to me right now and you're saying, Imam is saying that every single day, every single morning, every single hour is a gift. But it, to me, it doesn't feel like a gift. I'm living in a situation where nothing seems like a gift. Or sometimes you feel like you'd rather not be here. You feel like there is no place for you in this world. That you do not belong, you don't want to be here anymore. Listen to what the Prophet said. He said, That none of you, 
none of you should wish for death due to a calamity that has afflicted them. None of you should wish for death due to, because of a calamity, because of an issue, because of a challenge that has afflicted them. But the Prophet ﷺ was real and his guidance was real and his concern for his ummah, for every single one of us was real. So the Prophet ﷺ knew that there might be instances where a person feels that way and they want to do something for their situation. They need something to do so that they can respond to the circumstances that they find themselves in and that, they, that are making them feel that way. So the Prophet ﷺ said, yet if they must do something, then let them say, Allahumma ahini ma kanatil hayatu khayran li. That, oh Allah, keep me alive for as long as life is good for me. O oh Allah, keep me alive for as long as life is good for me. And cause me to die if death is better for me. O oh Allah, keep me alive for as long as life is good for me and cause me to die if death is better for me. So this is the prescription that the Prophet ﷺ has given. First, he has given us a lot of hope. He has given us a lot of positivity, a lot of ways to understand our challenges and our struggles that every single person goes through. But if a person comes to a point where they feel that they cannot do anything else and that there is no hope for them, if they feel that way, this is what the Prophet ﷺ has told us, that do not wish for death, yet make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you alive as long as life is good for you and to cause you to die if death is better for you, right? And that cause should not be yourself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. May Allah azza wa jal ease the pain, the suffering, and the burden of those who find themselves in such situations. So every moment, every single moment is an opportunity to do some more good, to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to please Him, to help another person, to right a wrong that has been done, to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from others, to learn something, to brighten someone's day. Who knows? Who knows which deed, which action of yours will be the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What if it is something that you thought was really, really small, that you thought was really insignificant, but it was great in Allah's sight? The Prophet ﷺ said that do not be little, do not be little any good deed. Do not be little any good deed, even meeting your brother or your sister, meaning in faith, with a cheerful face. Do not be little any good deed, even meeting with your brother or your sister with a cheerful face. With a smile with positivity in a nice way. And subhanAllah, people have told me who have found themselves in such situations that I was describing earlier, that sometimes what makes a difference in their day that holds them back from taking that step is the smile of a stranger. A smile of a stranger, simply a small act of kindness from another person 
can brighten their day and tell them that, you know what, there is some hope in me in this world. That I can continue for another day. So do not underestimate the value of good deeds, even a smile for others and in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People in the past who had committed great sins were forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala simply because they had done something like, for example, showing mercy to a thirsty dog, giving a drink of water, someone who had done, committed major sins, major, major sins in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they showed mercy towards a thirsty dog. So never look down upon any good deed, and no matter how small it is. The Prophet ﷺ has told us that a charity is due for every joint in each person on every day the sun comes up. Charity is due upon every single joint. Every single day that the sun comes up, meaning every day. To act justly between two people is an act of charity, the Prophet ﷺ said. To help a person, a man, with his mount, lifting him onto it, or hoisting up his belongings, his luggage onto it, is charity. A good word is a charity. A good word, good morning. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing today? Thank you. Jazakallahu khaira. A good word is a charity. Every step towards salah is charity. How many steps did you take? Uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very generous and merciful. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to count every kilometer that we drove also in steps and reward us in steps. Even though Allah made it easy with cars and buses and transportation, we hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the reward of actually walking. And the Prophet ﷺ said, in removing a harmful thing from the road is a charity. Removing a harmful thing, a banana peel on the sidewalk, a stone, a cart, in the mall shopping, uh, in the mall parking lot. Some snow, some ice. Somebody might slip and hurt themselves. This is all an act of charity as the Prophet ﷺ has told us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my brothers and sisters, has blessed us with many gifts. The short life that we have it is filled with gifts. And sometimes, as I said earlier, it might be difficult to identify these gifts. It might be hard due to our circumstances to realize the gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. The greatest gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, and we may not realize it, is what has brought us here today. And that is the gift of iman, the gift of faith. This is the greatest gift because it is your pass into Jannah. It is what guarantees entry into Jannah. As the Prophet ﷺ said, Man qala la ilaha illallah dakhal al Jannah. That a person who says la ilaha illallah, that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, will enter Jannah, insha'Allah. So it is a gift because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants it to whoever wishes for it and desires it according to his will and his decision. Or sometimes he just gives it to you and it is a test that how much do you value this gift? How hard are you willing to work 
to protect this gift. There are those who know much more about Islam than most Muslims. Who know much, much more about Islam than most Muslims. They would be considered to be the greatest scholars of Islam, but they have not received this gift. They have not received this gift of Iman, even though they have all the knowledge, or much of the knowledge, about Allah and His Rasul وسلم, about Sunnah, about Sharia, about Islamic history, theology, philosophy, this, that, everything. Even the words of the Qur'an. Study the tafsir of the Qur'an, but the gift is, of Iman is not there. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not granted it. And then there are others who perhaps did not want it at one point, And they ended up with it. They never thought that they would have this gift. They did not even want it. They had an aversion to it. They hated it. Yet, there was something there. There was something there and because of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to grant them that gift. Now here's the irony. And this is especially for my young friends. The irony is that some of us, and it appears more and more Muslims today, are struggling with their faith. This is a reality. Are struggling with their iman, with their religion. Perhaps feeling restricted. Desiring the life of the world and what it has to offer. And are even unhappy with the guidance of our faith and its restrictions. Unhappy with the guidance of Allah and His Messenger because it is restrictive. The Prophet said that this world, the life of this world, is a prison for the believer. And paradise for the rejecter, for the disbeliever. So being a mu'min, being a believer will feel restrictive. You will have situations when you see everyone else, is, are, you know, people are doing things that seem enjoyable and that you feel like doing, your nafs, your desires tell you you want to do them. You want to go that way. But you're told, no, it's haram. No, it's not allowed. But you feel like everyone's doing it, everyone's having fun. But no, it's not allowed. So sometimes it feels perhaps restrictive. But what do we see? On the other hand, there are those who have lived it all, who have lived on the other side all the way. They have partied, they have done every single thing that you can imagine that people sometimes feel or shaitan in our nafs try to entice us with and tell us that we should want to do. So live, they've been there, they were in that life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided them. And they're adopting this very same religion and they are loving it, subhanAllah. The irony, yeah? So those who have the gift don't have the appreciation, some, I shouldn't say all, some don't have the appreciation and want to lose the gift or don't see it as a gift. And those who haven't had it and who have lived without it, they're cherishing it. They're loving it. They're proud of it. They're happy about it. I'll give you a few examples. So Sonny Williams, New Zealand professional rugby league player, heavyweight boxer. He just signed with the Toronto Wolfpack, a Premier League rugby team, Olympian, right? Especially in New Zealand and England where they play rugby a lot, well-known. Ten years ago, he accepted Islam. Ten years ago, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided him, he accepted Islam. 
Recently there was an article by BBC Sports An interview with him And he says Quotations Alhamdulillah means everything These are his words, not mine Drinking a glass of water Alhamdulillah Having an opportunity to speak to you Alhamdulillah Seeing my wife and kids Alhamdulillah I always have my creator in the front of my mind Then he goes on Sometimes I keep my head down on the ground in sujood, in prostration Especially like, you know, after winning uh, the game or making a goal and so on Or otherwise Because I know Jesus, Moses and Prophet Muhammad Were in that position He says, look I chased girls I drank alcohol Spent lavishly, lavishly and thought I was someone that I wasn't I lived that life And in my experience What did it give me? Hollowness and emptiness in my heart He met his teammates for the first time on Wednesday And he said It took me a few years for the process But I found Allah I found Islam and it really allowed me to turn the wildness in, my, 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 in myself into positivity Then there is Shinid O'Connor, singer, songwriter Who accepted Islam in 2018 Came on the Late Late Show wearing the hijab just over a year ago, she wrote on Twitter, this is to announce that I'm proud to have become a Muslim. And she went on to say, this is the natural conclusion of any intelligent theologian's journey. All scripture study leads to Islam, which makes all other scriptures redundant. These are her words. The last example I'll give you is that of a man named Ben Bird, who is a Liverpool football team fan in England who says his words I'm embarrassed to say this but my opinions on Islam used to be that the religion, the culture and the people were backward that they didn't integrate and wanted to take over I always looked at Muslims like the elephant in the room I had hatred of Muslims he goes on Muhammad Salah was the first Muslim I could relate to it's the way he lives his life, how he talks to people. The other week he posed for a picture with a Liverpool fan who suffered a broken nose chasing after, after him. I know some other footballers would do that, but you expect it now from Salah. He goes on, at university I interviewed Egyptian students, and when they found out my research was about the song Muhammad Salah, a gift from Allah, which is actually a song that they came out with. One of the Egyptians I talked to told me, that Salah encompasses what being a Muslim is, following Islam correctly. He believed that Salah is making people love Muslims again. So he says, that really resonated with me. When Salah scores, I think he's scoring for the faith. When he won the Champions League, I said to my friend, that was a victory for Islam. After each of his goals, Salah practices the sujood, again he used that word, prostration, and exposes a very Islamic symbol to the world. How many people watch the Premier League every week? He asks, millions globally. So my brothers and sisters, my young friends, try to use every opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you to do good, to be an inspiration for others, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to improve yourself, to live your faith in the best way possible, to live your deen in the best way possible in whichever situation you are in, in whatever your profession is, whether you're at school, 
whether you're at home, whether you're at McDonald's, or you're with your friends, or you're playing basketball, or you're engaged in any other activity, always, always hold on to your deen. Remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you. Remember that you are going to be accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And always remember that you have the greatest gift. You have the greatest gift that anyone could have. So value it and cherish it, beautify it, and share it with others. The Prophet said that Man dalla ala khair falahu mithlu ajri fa'ilihi. That whoever guides to good has a similar reward to the one who actually does it. So if you help a person do something good, you get a reward like the one they will get for their good. Because you were a means for them doing good and they don't lose any of their reward. So you get a reward similar to their reward, they don't lose anything. And you also get the reward. I hope that inshallah, we will all show up on the Day of Judgment. And we will see many good deeds piled up, huge, big, beautiful ones. And we will wonder, how did these get here? Because I know I didn't do all of these good deeds. That I didn't do this many good, this much good. So where did these come from? And we will find out that it was a result of us trying our best and also encouraging others to do good. And as a result, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will count that as a form of sadaqah jariyah for us, as perpetual charity. Even after we die, and these good deeds will continue to pile up, and inshallah we will meet them on the Day of Judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant ease to all of those who are suffering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to become closer to Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to use every moment for good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us value the gift of Iman and may He grant us the very best in this world, in the next. Ameen wa akhru da'wan. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Now alhamdulillah, um, as you have probably heard, 